What's up, WNBA Nation? So pumped to be with all of you today. Uh, it's your it's your good friend Kyle Haywood here, and I'm joined by two of my good friends, Jason Snow and Logan Jones. Jason, how we doing? I am doing so good. Uh, still coming off a hockey high. For those of you who've been following it, uh, it's been great. But now I'm ready to jump into free agency. But I'm I'm doing good. How are you, Kyle? I'm doing really well, man. I had a solid uh, solid weekend. Um, but yeah, not bad, not bad. Logan, how are you? I'm great. I, I just got back from the Chicago Sky WNBA Champions 2021 parade, uh, which, <laughs> which they're actually holding in Chicago this week. That's um, wild, dude. It was a good time. So good, good to be back <laughs> home amongst my fellas. Oh man. Um, it's so good to have you guys on. I, uh, yeah, I had a good weekend. I, we're, we actually today, we're, we booked a trip. We're, we're going to Disney what? World. Disney World is open. We're going to follow all the COVID guidelines. Um, I will be fully vaccinated by that point and we will be testing prior to going nice. and it's masks on social distance. Um, we actually, bought a Disneyland. We were going to buy a Disneyland trip for my, my girls. That was their Christmas present in 2019. And so we told them, Hey, we're going to Disneyland, but we're going in like March. (laughs) And then March happened. And so it's been a year and my five-year-old and she's now five, um, is, is asking, it'll be just before her sixth birthday that we're going. But um, she's been asking, you know, Hey, is Disneyland open yet? And I'm like, I'm so sorry. It's not, but so we're finally going to go. Um, we're going to, like, obviously we're going to stay very safe and everything and, um, do our very best there and, and make sure uh, that we're tested and, and everything's uh, taken care of. And I believe there's a pretty good chance that my wife may also be vaccinated by that point. So we will see. Yeah. Nice. But I've, I've anyway, heard that was, that if you're like five or six, that's like, like the time to go t- for it to be like, Oh, this childhood memory that's like with me forever. Like that's like, yeah, everything's still like magical. Yeah. Well, hey, we have a ton to talk about today, like mountains of content that we really could get through. First and foremost, let's get this official on a, a podcast. Um, but, well, actually, you know, before before we hop in, I want to just say to everybody who's listening uh, on our podcast platform, thank you for being uh, such a loyal listener, for being subscribed, for giving us uh, five-star ratings and everything. Um, we really appreciate that. It's been huge for us. Um, come join us over on Twitch. It's an absolute blast over here. We've got several people hanging out with us right now in our Twitch, tra- uh, in our Twitch chat, giving us their thoughts and opinions. Um, we hang out before we record. So we sit and chat about everything going on. Uh, it's super fun. If you haven't ever tried Twitch before and you're kind of like, eh, I don't think it's for me. Um, Logan tried it today for the first time. And so he's, and he's super in for all this. All right. So Logan can, can verify, but it's a, uh, it's a blast. There's a chat room here that we can, we can sit and talk while we actually record. And then, um, and then, uh, if you happen to be an Amazon prime, uh, member, if you are a member of an Amazon prime subscription, you can actually give a free 
subscription every single month to a Twitch streamer of your choice. And what that does is it provides $2.50 per month to your the stream of your choice at no cost to you. You get one free sub a month. And so... Uh, gift you can basically come subscribe to our channel for absolutely free, no cost to you. It takes two seconds to set up. It's seriously so fast. If you can do that, like literally pause the show, hop on Twitch right now, get connected to your uh, to your um, Amazon Prime subscription or your yeah your Amazon Prime account and hit us with that sub. That just every one of those that comes in helps us with a lot of the back end costs. Since we transitioned away from Patreon, we've been doing more of this kind of on our own and, 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 uh, coming out of our own pocket, which is fine. It's great. But if you guys can help us out for free without any cost to you, we'd appreciate it. It really goes a long way. And you might think, oh, $2 and 50 cents isn't that mu- isn't that big of a deal. But if you, you know, if you decide to do it and if we get, you know, five or 10 of you right now decide to do it, that's a huge chunk for us that ends up, you know, not having to come out of our pocket each and every, um, each and every time we have to pay for our different hosting fees and our uh, editing softwares and whatnot. So, um, we really, really appreciate that. So thank you to those of you who have already subscribed. Those of you who have followed, it's a blast over here on Twitch. So, but let's talk about what we actually hopped on to talk about today, guys. And that is free agency, all the craziness that's going down with free agency. Um, I just want to, I just want to ask before anything else, are we going to see more movement this off season during free agency than in the previous years that we've covered the, covered the league? What do you think, Logan? Yeah. Yeah, I would say so. I mean, we're going to get to this as its own topic, but Candace Parker moving teams, um, kind of set, a lot of other things in motion and kind of, I think, set the tone for a lot of teams realizing that if you want to go get a championship, you can't really be passive and get nice, you know, depth pieces here and there and kind of inch your way to it. You have to really go all out for it. And there's not a lot of organizations willing to do that. Um, frankly, I don't think in any league, uh, even outside of the WNBA, a lot of teams are just content to make money and make the playoffs and be competitive every year, but don't necessarily go all out for the championship. And this year I, I can think of four teams already that are looking to either reload or uh, jump into the contender circle. And I, I hope that by the end of free agency, like another one or two join them because it'll make for a really fun season. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, Jason, what do you think? You're trying to think back on like previous years. Like I remember last year, the the stories that are the last couple of years, the stories that have stuck with me are obviously the big trades, uh, like Simone Augustus going to the Sparks, uh, Sky Diggs leaving, uh, it, leaving Dallas. So like there, but like, I feel like in one week of this free agency, like with all the rumors going around and stuff, we've already had more moves this year than, than I can remember as far as big moves before. I mean, like Candace Parker, like there's just so much going on right now that like, yeah, I think this free agency is, is a real reshuffling of the WNBA in a way that I think is going to be interesting. I think for the most part, I think Seattle and Washington are trying to hold together their rosters because they feel like they have championship equations in place. But there are a couple of teams, and I'm sure we'll get into it, that I think are really trying to put themselves in the position of being in the topic of of potential champions. So it's it's a lot of fun. I'm enjoying this a lot. Love it, dude. I... 
it's really interesting to see how quickly the top of the league like got even more competitive. Like there's more parity across the top, like five or six teams. Now last year, it felt like Seattle was just going to take it. Like everybody kind of knew it, even with, even with Las Vegas taking the number one seed, it just always seemed like it was pretty much going to be Seattle unless something major or detrimental happened. That is not the case going into this season already. Like it is already feeling like there's a lot more variety and parity between each of the teams at the top. You know, everyone from obviously Seattle and Washington still holding strong to now Chicago, Minnesota, I would say. Um, and, uh, you probably Las Vegas, obviously still, uh, a, a contender. And, um, Let's see. Connecticut. Oh, duh. Connecticut, the team we always forget to mention because <laughs> they <laughs> like they, you know, they're actually like I love Connecticut. I have I have Connecticut yeah. gear like crazy, but it's uh, it, yeah, for some reason, I just never think of them as the like your first go to <laughs> of like contender. Um, but yeah, Con- Connecticut's up there like we've got five or six really strong teams at the top of the at the top of the league. Yeah. You know, it's funny. I was literally getting food out of my fridge earlier tonight thinking about doing this episode. And I was running through my head kind of my winners of free agency. And I was thinking, you know, Chicago, Minnesota, Washington. And then I real like, I was like, you know what? Also Connecticut, because there's, yeah, because we just always forget to mention Connecticut. Um, <laughs> and I even like, I consciously thought like, I better make sure on the show tonight that we should touch on them because <laughs> they were a game away from the finals last year. And I <laughs> forgot again, like right when you said that, I was like, yeah, Kyle, that's a good point. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why it's the worst. So anyway, it's, it's really strong up at the top. Let's talk about a couple of the big moves. Uh, let's talk Candace Parker right out the gate. Um, Candace Parker is obviously probably the biggest and most shocking of these moves. So um, I'm going to turn some time over to the dude who's actually wearing the sky hat right now. Uh, Logan, how you feeling about CP heading, uh, back to the windy city? All right, so I'm going to try to do this without overhyping it, but also like not overthinking it. And I think you'll see what I mean. Uh, this is the biggest move, like free agency wise, in Chicago basketball history. <laughs> uh, I, I saw that headline this week come out and I thought long and hard about it. And I was like, that is correct. Um, and if you were to ask me right now who won free agency, there's a lot of teams that are competing for second place that are doing a really good job, but the winner is Chicago. Um, Candace Parker is who she is. I mean, you can go down her list of accomplishments and, and basically there is no end to like, <laughs> there's no end to the list. Um, like I, I'm on her, her basketball reference stats page right now and it's hard to even pick one. The one I'll go with is yeah. that she's a six time first team, all WNBA and a three time second team, which is basically all the seasons she's played in the league minus one or two, um, including last year. She's first team last year. Um, so she's still producing at a Candace Parker MVP level. And that's, I mean, this is not the sort of get that you see happen in sports. This is the rare, like Kevin Durant, like I'm sure those parallels have been drawn already. Um, you know, maybe, maybe the LeBron, maybe the, the Tom Brady, I don't know, just one of the all time greats went to a team that was already extremely talented and, and primed to make a run. Now, what you didn't hear me just say is that they should be the championship favorites. Uh, I am on record on episodes of this podcast as saying that should be the expectation within the organization. 
And I think it's even a fair expectation for fans of the sky. But I think Vegas and Seattle are licking their chops, looking at all these tweets from new sky fans that are like, let's go, Candace Parker. I'm ready to see that championship ring because they still have (laughs) some deep teams that they have to go against to make that happen. I am excited to see it happen. I think they will be in the finals this coming year. I think they will be a team to be reckoned with. And I think she could be in the MVP consideration. But all that said, if you were to ask me right now if they're the favorite because of adding Candace Parker, uh, I still have to say no. <laughs> and it's tough. It's tough because it's such a huge get, but I, I would still, I have to see it first. I mean, it's, it's February. So Jason, what was your initial reaction when uh, you saw, when you saw everything going down? Anger and tears. Uh, <laughs> I, as, as listeners of the shows know, I'm a, I'm a Sparks fan. I don't try to hide my bias. Uh, obviously I was disappointed to see her go. That being said, to Logan's point, I think that while not making them favorites in my book, I I, I still am going to lean Storm until proven otherwise as far as who I think is the favorite to, to win this, this coming season. It put them with an argument in the conversation. I feel like before, even preseason, we were kind of like, they're close, but probably not there. Uh, I, I say that they're at they're at the point where they have uh, they have a piece of the conversation. It's like okay, if if I'm going to name off maybe the three to five teams, kind of that range of, of teams that I think legitimately have a shot at winning the season, they're now my number two or three. Like they're they're right up there in the conversation. So um, I think it's a big move. I think that it puts them in a position. And if things click and if they play well, I think there's a very good shot that they win this. So I, I, it's it's in their court that it's they have the talent now, and I think they have a, the correct team built in terms of offensive and defensive balance. Like they have things in place now that I think they can be that team this year uh, if if they yeah. can put those pieces together. I'd agree with that. I think uh, I think that. This was a this was a big move of kind of putting them over the hump. They've been knocking on the door and they've been competitive, but they haven't made that deep run that we've all been like we've all known they can. Um, they've just never put it all together in the playoffs, and I think that this really adds a lot. This is a veteran squad. You've got Candace Parker, obviously. Uh, you know, you got Sloot, you got Quigley, you got a really solid group there, and then you got some. Young up and count, young up and coming talent, you know, like Diamond to Shields and others. This is a really fun team, and I'm excited to see what happens with Chicago moving forward. Um, there's obviously going to be more uh, happening with uh, with free agency. Uh, speaking of, I mean, they did lose a few players as well. Cheyenne Parker uh, leaving to head to the Atlanta Dream. I think that's a great fit for her. I'm stoked to see what she can do. She absolutely balled out this last season in the Wubble. Um, so I'm super pumped to see what she can do down in Atlanta. I think that she's a great fit for that roster. Um, and then, you know, uh, Gentile Lavender obviously heading to Indiana. And I think, again, great fit for her. And apparently she's been wanting to go to Indiana for years for a long, long time. And I'm really excited to see what she has, what she can do. Uh, there in Indiana. So they've, they've lost a couple of players, but I think that this is definitely, you know, those are, that's yeah. cleared up some cap space for them that allows them this Candace Parker deal, um, which from what I hear, what the rumor is or what's being reported is she's taking a pay cut. Mm-hmm. Candace Parker's taking a pay cut so that Chicago can keep things together uh, to take a run at a championship. So um, Jason Logan, what are your thoughts on that on players being able to take pay cuts to be more competitive? 
I don't know. Is that a healthy we thing sh- for the league? Should we ask Tom Brady and his 10 Super Bowl appearances if that's a good strategy? <laughs> yes, 100%. If it means paying more talent elsewhere and, and winning championships, which is what Candace Parker is all about, she's Candace Parker. Like, I, I understand there's not a lot of players in the league that probably have the name recognition and, and clout in order to, to pull that and still have like lots of future prospects and, you know, careers after basketball ahead of them that are kind of in, assured. But I think she's in position to do it. I think it's the right call. Um, obviously, it's easy for me to say I've never seen that kind of money before in my life. But I, I wish more players would have this kind of mindset. I mean, she's not taking a steep pay. She's still getting paid like $190,000 a year. Um, but, it, you know, she's taking enough off that she's, she can fit under the cap and they can pay who they want to pay to surround her with. Um, and I, you know, it's a good strategy because that's. Money is supposed to be the equalizer in the league. And if there's players willing, willing to sacrifice uh, to add more talent to the team, then that's a game changer. Yeah. No, I, I completely agree. Obviously, I also, like, for other players out there, I have no issue if they want to go get paid. Like, if you want to go to a team and get your money, like, I, obviously we, we all feel that these athletes are underpaid to begin with. But that being right. said, it's what your goals are. I mean – her goal is to win a championship and she's making the yep. moves necessary to win a championship. And if that's what she wants to accomplish, which, which it very much seems like that is, then good on her. I, th- I think she's doing the right thing. If that's what her goal is, I think that being able to get a better background characters, cause it's always a balancing act. If you max out players, yeah. you have stars, but you don't have the, you know, you don't have the secondary necessary to, to support those stars. So, um, I, I, I think it's a smart move on her part, and I, I think that there's a decent chance it pays off in a championship in either this year or maybe in the next year or so. Yeah, that might be even more exciting to me. If I was Coach Wade, of course I'm excited to add someone with a champ- championship pedigree, and she just won all the like WNBA All-Defense last year. Like I'm excited to add her talent, but I'm more excited to have someone who's been there and done it before want to be on my team. Mm-hmm. And and want to lead that team to that same place, right? I'd agree with that. Um, let's move on. There's a couple other big movements. Uh, the next one I want to hit up, just because we've got, I know we've got a couple of uh, Minnesota fans uh, here in the chat with us. Uh, so we got to give some love to the Lynx because they are just out there basically creating <laughs> the next generation of of super te- of a super team. Uh, the links have so far officially, and we're just going to report officially as of tonight, uh, fe- uh, February 1st, 2021, they've signed Natalie Achanwa and Kayla McBride. So they've got McBuckets and Achanwa coming into, uh, into a team that's already really, really solid. Um, you know, kind of a middle of the pack team last year, but you could see the potentials there. Um, and so McBuckets, I think, adds a lot to this squad. I think that that's a huge move, um, you know, because they've got a point guard in Dangerfield. They've got uh, Nafisa Collier in the front court. Now you add Natalie Achamwa to that mix. You've got Sylvia Fells obviously locking it down um, at the center position. This gives you a really, really solid front court with Achamwa and then McBuckets, who's your outside threat, that really is going to space things out and open things up for players like Achamwa, Collier, Fowles. Um, I like this move a lot, and I think that Minnesota is uh, like might just might scarily be the like could be the best team next season. I know that's saying a lot because there's a lot of other great teams out there, 
this Minnesota Lynx team is absolutely crazy. Oh, and Ariel Powers. How am I forgetting Ariel Powers? Technically, technically, uh, has Ariel Powers gone through 100%? I, I don't think it's gone through. But it has not officially been signed, but I think there's we enough can, smoke there. That's that, what I was looking at the official signed thing. Yeah. Um, the officially, you know, like it's, it's signed and, and done deal. Ariel Powers will be playing in Minnesota. We can, you know, 99% sure say that, you know, we're, we're a, a dotted I or a cross T away from that. But Ariel Powers being added to that. That's another big time player mm-hmm. that's coming from a championship pedigree team that knows how to win a title yeah. and has been there before. What do you guys think about the links? Yeah, uh, I go on, Jason. I, I took the last one. Oh, no, you're good. Uh, my reaction to the links is that I'm surprised because in a, a year where Candace Parker is leaving LA, you would think that's going to be the best move of the off season. But if you put Minnesota together, I think they're having the best off season thus far. I think that, the difference between them last season and then this season is going to be huge. I'm not sure that I'm comfortable putting them in the same discussion for first. I think that they're still maybe a move or two away from that. That being said, mm. they have time to make a move or two. Like they could very well put themselves in the conversation of be, you know, being the a heavy competitor in that championship talk. So, um I think they've had the best off season at least to this point. I mean, obviously there's a lot to happen between February 1st and tip off. So, there's there's still a lot to happen, but Right now, they're my number one team in terms of uh, off-season performance. <laughs> yeah, I think yeah, they've I, absolutely killed it. I think in in traditional free agency terms, I I would put Minnesota. That it it just so happens that Chicago pulled like one of the biggest free agency moves like mm-hmm. ever, and so it kind of drowns out everything else. Uh, but I agree, they're <laughs> having a very good off-season. The difference to me is that no one else is Candace Parker. And she's as, as close to a sure thing as you, you get in terms of adding talent to a, a new roster. There's no right. question to me that it's like, ooh, how's this going to work? How are they going to you know vibe together? Um, I really like everybody that Minnesota's added, but I want them to get the best versions of those players. Um, Caleb McBride is the example I have pulled up as someone who we all really enjoyed watching play when we went and saw her at the All-Star game. Um, she's a three-time WNBA All-Star she is that outside threat. She's finished. Um, she's finished twice in the top six in three point percentage uh, in the league uh, in her seven seasons of playing. Uh, unfortunately, last season wasn't one of those. She was thirty four percent from behind the line. Um, didn't have as good of a, a scoring season in terms of stretching the floor. Um, still a really effective player, but I think the difference between whether Minnesota's off season is good versus great is whether you get all-star Kayla McBride versus like kind of just a nice addition. Mm. You know, they're still a young team. They're still looking at moving things forward, but they're coached and Mm. they're run like an organization that wants to win championships. And so, you know, in order to get there, you need the absolute best from McBride and Powers and Achanwa and everybody that they put together. Love it, dude. I'm really excited about, uh, really, really excited about what, Minnesota's doing this off season. I think they've got some really, really, really phenomenal stuff going on. Um, you know who else is absolutely slaying it? And they haven't done a ton, but they did a big one. They made a major move in, in locking down, uh, a, uh, perhaps my favorite player in the entire league. Washington Mystics locking down Alicia Clark and getting her to sign over there, I think might be. Maybe, maybe not quite Candace Parker level, 
But I would say outside of that, the biggest move that we've seen in, in the uh, off season so far, just because Alicia Clark is, you don't necessarily have to have scoring because you've got Meesman, you've got Deladon, you've got, like you've got some good players there. You've got Atkins uh, who can help out in a lot of different ways on uh, both ends of the floor. Alicia Clark might be the most complete all around player. Well, I, I don't know if I'll say the, the most complete all around player. I would say probably a top, a top four all around like player because she's always in contention for defensive player of the year. Um, she shoots a very efficient. She doesn't shoot a ton. She shoots very efficiently. I think she's, you know, a couple of seasons she's shot close to 50% from behind the arc. Alicia Clark is an absolute phenomenal addition to an already stacked Washington mystics roster. I feel like that swung things from like, okay, if, if Alicia stayed in Seattle, Seattle still got an advantage and then that swung things. That's, that's a, you know, Seattle loses her and Washington adds her. That's huge swing of momentum as far as personnel changes go in Washington's favor. What are you guys' thoughts on, on this transaction? I, I'm not concerned about Seattle until they give me reason to be because they just seem to reload somehow every year. I mean, they have, they, they lose Stewie and then Natalie ha- or uh, Natasha Howard turns out to be like one of the five best players in the NBA for the season. She was gone. Like they, they just always have people step up. And I, I know that's like kind of a vague way of addressing that problem. But honestly, like until I see them look like they're struggling, I'm not going to worry about them. Mm. Um, Washington, I do think they, you know, they were champions two years ago, but in part they, they were champions because of finals MVP Emma Miesman. And I do think it's a bit of an issue that the team isn't, I don't know what the latest is on this, but like by the time this podcast comes out, this this could be different. The team's worried that you know, she's got commitments overseas. It's it, there's possibility of Summer Olympics interfering with the season this year. We don't know yet whether they're even going to have the Summer Olympics because of COVID or whether they're going to kind of force it through and, and hold them. Um, but they they don't necessarily have Miesman for the whole season, and I do think that matters a lot. Even though I I like. For sure. I, I like what they've added this year in Washington. So I don't want to count them out. Elena Deladon's another one of those players that like we don't want to forget about. She's won every award. She's everywhere. She's one of the very best to, to be playing. Um, but I, I'm a little tentative on the Mystics hype. I understand why people might like them to be in that top tier of, uh, of squads this upcoming season. But the Miesman question mark kind of looms large for me. Mm-hmm. I feel you on that. Um, Miesemann, I think, is a huge difference maker. Um, Miesemann was one of my first players that I really liked when I got into the league. I, I like connected big time with her. I thought that she was a lot of fun. Um, and, uh, so I, yeah, I'm, I'm amped to, to see what's going to happen with the Mystics. Um, I, I totally understand the hesitation, Logan. Absolutely. Cause I honestly ask me in the morning and then ask me in the <laughs> afternoon. I'll have two different opinions as far as the mystics go, but signing Alicia Clark is a great move for anybody in the league. I think that, and I'm again, I'm trying not to be biased because I really, really like Alicia Clark just as a player. I do think that she makes a huge difference on the floor. She's someone that you can put and guard you know, positions pretty much, you know, one through four, well, maybe two through four and potentially one through four. 
and she's going to lock them down. And that's a lot of your best players in the league are in those three positions. And if Alicia Clark's guarding them, they're not just simply put, they're not going to be as effective. If you can neutralize one of those players by putting Clark on them, I think that that would be a fantastic move by just about any team in the league. Yeah. Um, Rosenberg saying in the chat right now believes that she can lock down one through five. I'm not <laughs> saying she can't. I'm just, yeah, I want to be, uh, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna say, I think that she could do it probably as good as anyone in the league. I'll say that. She, I think she could, uh, lock down one through, one through five as well as anybody in the league could. She would probably be least effective at the one or the five, but yeah, uh, I absolutely, I absolutely agree. Yeah. Let's move on. A couple other, uh, big names. Um, obviously Alicia Gray re-signing with Dallas. That's a big deal. Um, you know, I think that she's, I think she is going to be a part of that team moving forward and a, and a solid building block. You know, I don't know if I see Alicia Gray doing, uh, a ton, maybe an all-star appearance here or there, but, um, I don't think she's, you know, she's not a, an MVP candidate, but I think a really solid building block for a, a rebuilding Dallas Wings team. Um, Epiphany Prince re-signing with Seattle. Um, I'm okay with that. I do think that Seattle's got to, you know, watch what they're doing with their cap because, um, you know, I don't know what their intentions are with, you know, people like Sammy Whitcomb and they've got to have a lot of flexibility next year. There's some contracts that are going to come due next season that they got to make sure they take care of. And then probably the big one that, um, it's not a surprise. Um, I mean, Sue Bird resigned and Diana Taurasi resigned. Like e- either one of those isn't a big surprise to me, but DT resigning for two years. Yes. What do you guys think about yeah. that? What do you guys think? Instead of going year to year, she went two years on this contract. What do you think? I, I really enjoyed what, what the Mercury said, um, both out loud and with the money, um, with this contract, which is essentially as long as Tarazi is in the league, she will play for Phoenix. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, if she wants to play till she sucks, if she wants to play past that point, doesn't matter. We like she will be in a Phoenix uniform until she hangs it up. And I, I think she's earned that. That's kind of we call that like the Kobe contract, right? Because it's yeah. Just like yeah, there's just no, there's no way that organization could ever kind of stomach seeing that player play under uh, different colors. And I, I think she's worth that. And I, I've said this in the predictions episode, which you should go back and listen to if you didn't listen to our our New Year's resolutions episode. But for as long as Tarazi's on that team, they should be surrounding her with talent as though she's going to take them to a championship and, and plan accordingly. That's the sort of mindset they should have. I agree. Jason, what do you think? Yeah, I a, a lot of the same thoughts that Logan just shared. I think that she'll wear that orange and purple as long as she plays. I also think that she might be a superhero that every time somebody says that it's about <laughs> time for her to retire, she just gets stronger. Uh, that's, that's what her superpower <laughs> is. I, I don't ever see her retiring because I, I think she's that much of a competitor. Obviously, she's going to be like 58 yeah, and just balling I, out. I say that in jest, but, but when would you put a cap on her? Because she doesn't seem to get any weaker. She plays at a great level. Mm-hmm. Uh, and like Logan said in his predictions episode, just enjoy the crap out of it, Phoenix. Like it's, it, you're going to think in 20 years back on the time when you got to see DT play. So I, I'm excited for Phoenix. I'm excited to watch her play. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. 
And uh, if I was the Phoenix organization, I would have offered her a four-year or five-year contract. Like, why not? Just, just make make it. <laughs> just have her. Just keep her. Just lock have her a provision. Down. Just say like, hey, as long if you can't play anymore, we're we're going to bring you on as an assistant coach. You'll just be the most well-paid assistant coach in the league, and <laughs> just, you know that I think that'd be fine. Um, I really I read an article. I, I think it was her Players Tribune article from a little while back, um, where she's really like, you don't hear. Tarazi like say a lot of like vulnerable things all in a row very often, but she was essentially saying like, if my body gives out and I can't play anymore, then we'll talk about it. But right now I feel great. Mm-hmm. So that should scare every team in the league, even the good ones, like a tiny bit. Like- <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Um, so that's, that's pretty much, no, there's a lot of rumors. I don't want to get into rumors right now because well, let's just, let's stay focused on what is actually solidified today. Obviously tomorrow morning, We'll probably have more signings, more rumors to to have out. So as of the time that you probably yeah. are hearing this episode, there's going to be more news out there. We just want to get out our quick reactions, our own thoughts right now, just to get it out there. Um, we'll obviously be recording more as the uh, as the free agency season continues on. But let's move on to uh, our final topic of the night. I wanted to bring this up in NCAA women's basketball. NC State taking down number one for the second time this season. Louisville drops to, uh, drops a game against NC State. This was a phenomenal game. Big, uh, big showing from the pack. Um, I know that, uh, you know, there's a lot of, we know we've got a few pack fans in our WNBA family, um, and a few Louisville fans as well. Um, I love this Louisville team, but man, NC State, NC State brings the heat like they can go out and beat absolutely anybody. And they've shown that. So I'm just super stoked about this. Um, I just wanted to get your guys' thoughts on, you know, they, they beat Louisville by 14. Absolutely took care of business. And a lot of that came in the um, in the second half. Um, you know, they outscored uh, Louisville by nine points in the final, in the fourth quarter, just to, to make sure that they locked that down and, and took care of business. Um, but yeah, what do you guys, what are, what are your thoughts on this, on, on a big showing from the Wolfpack? They're now, I think, 12 and one overall. And uh, with, with two different scores or two different uh, victories over a number one team. Um, they took out South Carolina early on in the season and now number one Louisville. What are your thoughts? Uh, since we did our weird pie episode where we looked at the, the preseason rankings for, for college teams, mm-hmm. NC State's kind of been a darling of ours. I think we all feel that way. Um, we're all rooting for them. We all want to see them win. Uh, seeing them lose to Virginia Tech was like, oh, no, like, like I want yeah. them to be I want them to be the team that I thought they were. And they, they just so they played Virginia Tech and won by two, um, like the I don't know, like days before and then lost to Virginia Tech. And I was like, oh, no, like they're going to they're going to fall down the rankings a little bit, but they're still good. Like, I hope we have a, a bracket this year and, you know, I'm pulling for the Wolfpack. And then they respond Maybe and maybe that's what it took. Maybe losing their first game of the season was like, let's go out and get it done. They respond by beating the number one team in the country by fourteen. Yeah, uh, big fan of that. I mean, Virginia Tech is not a great loss. I mean, they're they're a conference opponent. They're currently four and seven in conference, but um, NC State's keeping pace with Louisville in conference. They're two games back now. Actually, I guess they're technically one game back. Um, 
So I, you know, we'll see. They, they are in contention to win that conference with a decent amount of schedule left. Uh, and that, that yeah. would be as much as we like them at the beginning of the season, that would be a surprise because Louisville is pretty legit. Yeah. Jason, what do you think? Um, I, I think NC State has what it takes to, to, to make a run into the tournament. I think the big difference between their loss to Virginia Tech and their win, uh, against Louisville was Kunane. Uh, she coming back from COVID protocol. She hasn't played in about a month. Um, and I want right. to say she put up 16. I'm trying to pull up the stats now and I can't find it right off the top of my head. So I don't want to wait too long on that, but, um, Obviously a big difference. Uh, yeah, she had six, she had 16 on seven of nine shooting. So, okay, yeah, so really solid. Yeah, so, six boards. Yeah. So you, you take, you take someone like that, you put them in, it causes a spark like that. And, um, they're having a great season. I think they've got a good shot. And, uh, I, I wish I would have watched the game. I've been watching so much hockey lately. I haven't watched like hardly any, but I'm trying to keep up on, uh, headlines and tweets and stuff. But yeah, I, I think that, I think they've got a shot to, to, to really take it deep into the tournament this year that we have a tournament fingers crossed, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I agree. I think that this was a really good kind of a perfect score. NC state had some lockdown defense. They basically forced uh, Evans to beat them by herself. And, uh, and she couldn't, you know, you didn't see a whole lot coming from a lot of the, the rest of the Cardinals. Um, Haley Van Lith being held to six points on three of 10 shooting. Um, that's a rough outing for her, you know, Olivia Cochran and Kiana Smith, like not great, not great games from really anybody. Uh, nobody even in double digits outside of Evans who, I mean, she played all 40 minutes and, and put up 29 points, but it just isn't enough. Um, you know, when you've got, uh, that's, that's not enough going against a very, very good NC state team. Um, you know, who had, uh, Jada Boyd coming off the bench with 16 points for the Wolfpack. Like that's a big, it's a big deal. Um, and so really, really proud of what I, w- I saw from NC State. Um, I think this is, this season, there's so much, I used the word parody early, earlier in regard to like the WNBA, but right now, like, anybody, it's anybody's game. It's not just, oh, there's UConn and then, you know, maybe Notre Dame or Baylor, but it's, it's literally anybody can take anybody out at any point. And I'm excited. I think the, the ACC, the SEC, like they're both really competitive. You've got a couple teams out of the Pac 12 right now that are looking really solid. Um, obviously you've got some, uh, uh, you got some teams in the Big Ten who maybe aren't top ten contenders, but are, the Big Ten's just beating each other up game after game after game, and and looking really good doing it. So I'm excited. Uh, I'm excited to yeah. Again, Minnesota sports twelve thirteen hitting us up. Yeah, Big Ten is crazy good too. Um, so we'll see. We'll see what happens. But really excited to see what we're what we're uh, mm. what's happening with the NCAA women's basketball right now. Um, some phenomenal players. It's going to be a fun and interesting draft coming out of this season. And considering what we got last season and this season, who knows? Who knows what's going to actually happen? But um, any last thoughts, guys, before we start to wrap things up here? Just uh, just one for me. You mentioned everybody can uh, beat everybody or anybody uh, at this point in the season. Did want to call out uh, because we... We've been on uh, Twitch quite a bit streaming our show, but haven't had a recorded episode uh, since this happened. Number 19, Arkansas, taking out number three, UConn on Thursday. Uh, yes. Super fun game. 
Chelsea Dungey went for 37. She's currently the, uh, oh boy, averages uh, across the last couple of games. I'm not looking for that. I, I believe she's the SEC points per game leader. I, I lost the stat. Wouldn't surprise me. Yeah. She is at 22 points per game. Uh, she is a five foot 11, fifth year senior. Um, she's, she's going to be in the WNBA draft. Uh, oh, so for she's, sure. She's, she's I, I think she's a, She's a first rounder for sure. In she's, my opinion. Yeah, she's a name she's you want to look good. out for and keep in mind if, if your team doesn't have the best season this upcoming year, think about whether you could use a five foot 11, uh, guard who can just score from all over the floor. It's just a super fun game. Uh, it's also a little, I don't know. I feel like the women's basketball world kind of revolved around UConn for an entire decade. Uh, so it's still shocking to me to see them lose games like that. Uh, and it, it gave me like this little shot of adrenaline in the middle of the week to be like, Oh man, Arkansas is. I mean, they're, they're in the top 20, so it's not like nobody saw them coming, but they, the bracket might be wild this year because I, I don't, I don't think the separation between the top five and about the next 15 are as far away as they typically are. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, so Jason, how about you give us the rundown of where everybody can reach us and, and uh, what to do when they find us there? Yeah, so you can go ahead and follow us on social media. We're on Facebook and Twitter at WNBA Nation Pod. You can also check out our sister shows on Twitter. That's NWSL Nation Pod and NWHL Nation Pod. That's covering the National Women's Soccer League and the National Women's Hockey League. So uh, check those out. You can find us on podcasts pretty much everywhere podcasts can be found. Uh, we upload most of our videos to YouTube. Uh, with a little bit of editing. And if you want to see us record live, we're on Twitch. That's twitch.tv slash WNBA Nation. Uh, YouTube, just search WNBA Nation, will be the first result there for your channel. And like I said, we're on pretty much all the pod grabbers. We appreciate it if you take the time to leave us a rating and a review if your pod grabber allows such things. Uh, that really helps boost us up in the search results and in the ratings and all that stuff and helps people find the league. You can also get some merch at wnbanation.storeenv.com and I don't think I forgot anything. So, uh, yeah, uh, subscribe, click buttons. I, I don't know what Logan's pointing at, but subscribe, uh, follow, <laughs> uh, tweet at us, have the conversation, do all of the things, uh, smash the like button. That's what the YouTubers I watch say. So smash that like button wherever you are. <laughs> Mm. I, Jason, I'm point, now that I'm watching us on Twitch, oh, it's reversed. I was like, I'm yeah. pointing at our follow and subscribe button, but it's, it's mirrored. <laughs> Other I way. Didn't, I didn't know and, that. And, Sorry, and, everybody. If, just just to, to backtrack on that, if you are listening to us on podcast, I'd really strongly recommend you check out Twitch. Uh, we do all of our show recordings live. We're still going to podcast, so if that's how you want to consume this content, feel free, stay there. Uh, but it's a lot of fun. We get the chance to go back and forth with you guys in the chat. Uh, we get to, to talk to you about your opinions and all that stuff. And it's much more personal than, than a podcast could ever be. So we really enjoy it. Uh, come check us out. We've tried our best to make it a nice, clean, professional product. So we hope you enjoy that. And, uh, we, we strongly encourage you to come check it out. Love it. All right, guys. We'll go ahead and wrap things up for tonight. Thanks to all of you who are tuning in, listening to us, uh, whether on, on, uh, podcasts, YouTube, Twitch, wherever you're at. We appreciate it. Um, we just can't, uh, can't thank you enough for our support. We have some announcements coming up soon for, uh, we hit a big milestone recently in our show and we will be, uh, kind of celebrating in a way that allows us to do some giving back to the women's sports community. And we're really excited about that. So watch for an announcement coming soon, um, on our Twitter and probably, uh, on Twitch and our podcast as well. We'll be letting you know about that. Um, we're excited about it. We think it's, it's going to be a lot of fun, um, for us, but 
For WNBA Nation, I'm Kyle Haywood. I'm Jason Snow. I'm Logan Jones. And we got you next time.